Welcome to the very first episode of the Dissibs Podcast. In this podcast, we will be talking about anything and everything related to Disney. From Walt Disney World to Star Wars to Marvel, we are the podcast for all of it. Whether you are listening on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, or YouTube, thank you for taking a chance with us. My name is Ashlyn, and I am joined by my brother and co-host, Caden. How are you today, Caden? I'm doing really good. How are you? I'm doing very well today. All right, so on this podcast, we are going to be talking about, like we said, Star Wars, you know, movies, shows, stuff that's going on in Galaxy's Edge. We're going to be talking about Marvel. You know, we'll be talking about stuff out in California with Avengers Campus and all the new shows that are coming out and movies. Uh, We're going to be talking about the theme parks, about all the rides, the you know, the restaurants, all the food. And we'll be kind of giving our opinion and rating the different rides and everything around the park. We'll well. also talk about different resorts and basically anything related to Disney transportation, you know, the different restaurants that are there, Disney Springs. Also talking about some major changes that are also going on, like different things they're doing in the parks, stuff for anniversaries that they're doing, and since season is coming up and Halloween is right around the corner and the Halloween parties have already started. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about different holiday celebrations that they throw and we're just gonna talk about it and share our opinions with you guys. Which is the whole point of this podcast, you know, two siblings that are sitting down and talking about Disney, something that they, you know, that we like to talk about and we're kind of just giving you our opinions on everything. And then another thing we'll do is we will have a sibling group of the day where from any Disney Pixar movie we will choose, or Marvel Star Wars, we will choose a group of siblings and talk about them, talk about the movie, and, you know, just say what we like about them and everything and feature each group in every podcast. So... It'll take a while, but we're going to try and do so many episodes that we hit all the sibling groups. Yeah, and also, too, another thing we'll do is we'll have a quote from that was said by, you know, one of the characters and talk about it and, like, what movie they were from and just stuff about the movie as well. Mm-hmm. Give, like, a general, you know, the movie came out, this is what it's called, this is what it's about, and then we'll go into talking about the sibling group and the quotes. I think we should talk about... Uh, everything, you know, that's happened in that, like, new attractions um, that have come out in the in Walt Disney World. Because um, there was quite a few, actually, this past these past couple months. Yeah, and the ones that they're still working mm-hmm. on, too, like Tron. Yeah, and Epcot, and... there was, there were two new rides. The newer of the two rides to be coming out this year is Remy's Ratatouille Adventure in Epcot's World Showcase in the France Pavilion. It is, from my understanding of it, uh, you are joining Remy as he goes around the kitchen. You're in a little mouse car and you're traveling around so you see everything from his perspective. Because how often are you put in the shoes of a rat? Not very often. I don't think I've ever yeah, I, I, I had might... that experience before. 
you know, there's no restriction on the height. And it seems like an all, it has a pretty long wait time that you seems to hold. That kind of goes with any newer attraction, really. It'll have a longer wait time than the others because people haven't been on it before. And when, I mean, if you think about it, when Pandora first opens, the lines were extremely long. Some people didn't even know exactly what it was, I think. Um, but, you know, Flight of Passage, the simulation where you're on the back of an Ekron or a Banshee, you know, the line was well over an hour. And now that it's been open for a little while, now the lines have started to go down a little bit. Seven Doors Mine Train when it first opened. Crazy long line. But now it's also starting to go down. And I also saw some news from when Frozen Ever After opened in the Norway Pavilion in Epcot's World Showcase. The line was so long, and the day it opened, it was so hot that they were passing out bottles of water to people standing in line because the line was that long. The other attraction that came out earlier this year in May is Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind, also in Epcot. Honestly, I don't know anything about this ride. Yeah, I haven't seen much about it either. The only thing I know is that there's a very high chance of you vomiting after this ride they added more garbage cans on your way out of the building that's how i don't want to say bad but like that's how high intense the risk is there's been many people many many people and it is low it is located over um right across the way from mission space for those of you who know the layout of Epcot, and it's also right behind um, Guest Relations over on that side. Yeah, so, I mean, like I said, I don't really know much about this ride besides the fact that it's, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy with Star-Lord and his gang, and that's pretty much all I know about it. I haven't really seen anything else for it. All right, and continue talking about Epcot attractions. What is your favorite attraction in Epcot? Oh, gosh. I don't know. That's such a hard question. Because I like Test Track, but I also really like Soren in the Land. I think those are my top three. Because I think too is like Epcot is really like has diversity mm-hmm. in the attractions because you have something like the land and then you have like you said test track this is something very very slow water ride and then you have frozen which is kind of in the middle where it's a water ride but then it has a drop in it and for something if you want something that's not educational like the land but you also want it to be a water ride and not have a drop like Frozen does, then you can do Three Caballeros in the Mexican Pavilion and go on a little journey to find Donald. Right. And I think the point of this podcast was to talk about like our opinions on things. And our first tangent that we're going to go on <laughs> is about 
Epcot's attraction, Frozen Ever After. What are your thoughts on? Because I, I know we, I know we both have very strong <laughs> feelings when it comes to. Yeah, we've only the ever ride. been on this attraction once, and I will never be going on it again. One, I think it was hyped up way too much. They could have done so much better with it, so much better with the theming and everything. And I mean, overall, I really liked Maelstrom. I liked Maelstrom a lot more than this one because it was like, you know, the history of Norway and you have like all these different cultural aspects of it. And then you have Frozen and you're just going through the ride like you're going through the movie. Right. And I think that Disney kind of said, okay, this movie did really well. Where can we put it? Which I like, and if I was in their shoes, I would have done too, but I don't think I would have chose Norway. Mm-hmm. Of all places. Well, I mean, Frozen Arendelle, it does take place in Norway, but I wouldn't have replaced Maelstrom. I wouldn't have replaced Maelstrom, but I don't think it fits in well. Because Disney already has, uh, before this ride came, when it was still Maelstrom, they they still had a little exhibit for Arendelle. Well, right. And I think that would have been enough. And they could have put it somewhere else. Yeah, and I mean, looking at the way it is now, like I said, we've only ever been on it once. And just looking around the ride, I wasn't very impressed. Like, the animatronics were cool. Like, the animatronics were new and different, and the way that they were moving around, especially Olaf skating on the ice, that one was my favorite one. Um, But they didn't really do much to change the ride. Like, the boats were the same. You know, they changed the decorations, basically. Like, they didn't really remodel the main structure. Which I get. It would be more expensive to do. But. Yeah, and, you know, when you think about Epcot, the whole point of Epcot is to, you know, always be changing. Mm-hmm. So, I'm not it's not like I'm, like, mad at Disney for this ride that came out however right. many years ago. Right. You know. It's just a... Uh... They could have done it different. I wish they wouldn't have done it the way they did it. Wish they would have kept Maelstrom at least. But, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, and I think that's what it pretty much is going to trickle down to. Maybe they'll do something different in the future with it. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, like you said, it's always changing. Like, they're currently doing a bunch of renovations and stuff right now changing everything, adding new stuff, putting new things in, taking old stuff out. Like, they got rid of the electric umbrella, which has been there for a long time. Yeah, and it's renamed Connections Cafe, I believe. Mm-hmm. And I've only seen art from it. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen, seen much for the actual right. building itself, just concept stuff from it. But... Yeah, even though it was something that everybody liked, I changed it. They've been doing that a lot lately. Which I guess it's time for changes. Yeah. Because, you know, change isn't always a bad thing. Right, and I totally agree with that. But I just think that, you know, my personal opinion is that, you know, the idea behind Harmonious and taking the different cultures and everything and putting it together into a show was a really great idea, but they could have 
acted on it a lot better. Right. Like Frozen. And like it was a good idea, but the way that they executed it wasn't the best. Like they could have done so much more that it had the potential to be so much better than what it turned out to be. And Disney's allowed to make mistakes. I mean, like, yeah, nobody's perfect. Like, if and especially like if we go over to Animal Kingdom with the Kite Tales, I believe is what it was called. Mm-hmm. With it was a show. It was like a three-minute show every ten minutes, all throughout the day. Nobody was watching it. Yeah. And luckily, though, they realized that nobody's watching this, and they got rid of it. Yeah. It's interesting because now uh, Animal Kingdom has no shows. Right, because they had the Rivers of Light, which was a cool show. Yeah. And then got rid of it. Yeah, and then they did this, and now... Now they have nothing. Now there is no specific, you know, nighttime show. I mean, they can't do fireworks because of the animals, but they could do another thing, like Rivers of Light, where they had the projections and the different lights and everything. Cause that was really cool. I enjoyed that. And like the meaning behind it and everything was really cool. Yeah. And it'll be interesting to see what happens um, when Disney's 50th anniversary is over. Yeah. See what they keep, what they get rid of, right, right. you know, the stuff that they came up with specifically for the 50th. Are they going to keep that or are they going to get rid of it? Because right, like all already, these shows yeah, came and, out for the 50th. Yeah. And then the fireworks show up for the Magic Kingdom. Like, that's a big, you know, what are they going to do with that? Because mm-hmm. they are bringing back the soundtrack for Happily Ever After. Or the song for it. But we're not sure what they're going to actually do with it. Right. And we won't know until... Because Disney hasn't said anything since the d23 expo earlier this year they haven't released anything about Mm -hmm. that yeah i hope that if they're not bringing back the original show for happily ever after they're bringing back something similar to it because that show wasn't even that old when they said that they were getting rid of it it was only like five years long i think and you look back and wishes was there for like 20. a long time. Yeah, it was there. It was there for quite a while. And then they, you know, replaced wishes with this new show, and it ended up being really good. But then they're gonna get rid of it, and it seems like they just had it playing for the first time. Yeah. And they're already trying to replace it with something else. Yeah, and this new Magic Kingdom show, um, it like they did like they. Definitely got more creative. They have projections going down Main Street USA on the buildings. Yeah, I like that. It's just, you know, they could have done so much better with it. Like the technology and stuff that they're using for this one is more advanced and it's cooler. And I mean, I don't know. With with my whole thing about the fireworks shows with castle projections is you have to be standing right in front of it in order to see the whole thing. But even then, you're not even paying attention to the fireworks because you're just trying to look at the castle and the buildings and trying to see what's on it. There was one night when we were staying at Fort Wilderness Campground, and we were eating on the beach, and it was around the same time that Happily Ever After was starting. 
looking over across the water, we could actually see the fireworks in the sky. They had the music playing and the speakers around us, but we could actually see the fireworks. And when we were sitting there watching them, we're like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. We can actually see the fireworks. We actually notice this because they have so many different shapes and the way that they have the different shapes and the different colors that line up with the music, it's like you hadn't even noticed this before because you're too focused on the projections on the castle and, you know, trying to see around all the people sitting and standing and around you. And, you know, there's areas where they say you can't sit or stand and they kick you out. But then there's all these other people who are standing and sitting in the exact same area as you. Like, it just adds so much more pressure and stress I don't, I don't really have a problem with projections but the story shouldn't be told through the projections it should be told through the music through the music and you know the fireworks like have some parts where there are projections on the castle because those are cool mm -hmm. and the way that they animate it and everything like they were really cool for Happily Ever After, and the, the way they did it, especially my favorite part was the stained glass part where they had, like, the castle, but then the different stained glass areas with the different characters on it. That was really cool. Yeah, it's, like, it's cool if you see it, but you're not missing anything if you don't see it. Exactly, and then have some parts where it's the fireworks or have, like, not as much animation, and then have more fireworks, and then have less fireworks and more animation. Kind of, like, messing around with how heavy each aspect of it is. Right, and I will say that they made it, made it better by adding um, Walt into it. But they just recently did that. The like new that show? Was a, like, they added to the new show. Yeah. Because they were getting so much backlash from mm -hmm. it. Yeah, I don't like the new show as much as I did with the other ones. Yes, they made it better by adding Walt in it. But like you said, like they only did that recently as like, a, oh, we're getting a lot of backlash for it. How can we make it slightly better? Like, oh, we did a big oops. How do we try and fix it? All right, now that that tangent is done, <laughs> you guys now know how we feel about these nighttime shows. Um Let's jump back to Epcot and let's like as a park, like I think we both can say we enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Like we can spend like a whole day walking around the world showcase and going to all the different stores and all the, the all the different shops and everything that are around the world look world showcase. Not even just the world showcase, but like the whole the future, park. Yeah. The whole park in general. I mean Epcot, experimental prototype community of tomorrow. Which is a good point. Like you know, it's supposed to always be changing. Mm -hmm. So back to my question from like <laughs> ten minutes ago. What what ride could what ride could you just ride over and over again? Because for me, as long as I can design like a different car every time, then I'm gonna say test track. Uh, um, yeah, because I could ride that over test track. You can make a new car each time and there's literally like endless possibilities right. for different things that you can do and then you're constantly modifying it afterwards and 
I mean, just walking around and seeing all of the sports cars and stuff that they have in the showrooms and everything, like the way out of the ride mm-hmm. is made so well. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to agree with you on that one and say test track. Yeah. Because there's, cause the land is a good ride for when you just want to like sit back and relax. You've had a long day. And you just want to sit on the boat. That's a good ride. Soren is also a really they did a good job cool. I love the concept behind it. I love Soren. It's such a cool attraction. It's really fun, but it's not like it changes every time. So I'm gonna have to go. Yeah, and usually it has a with, pretty long wait. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go with Test Track on that one. Yeah, plus Test Track, you can do single rider and it moves, and you will get a different car each time other people's designs. I mean, you'll be stuck with, for those of you who don't know the what single rider is, is it's a separate line that when they have an odd number of a, a party size of an odd number, then then they'll grab you to make it even to fill up all the space. Mm-hmm. Or if you're just on a trip by yourself, then you go on the single rider lane. Yeah. Because, and you, you'll probably get split up from the rest of your party but you won't have to wait in as long of a line. Right. Yeah, Test Track, I think, is the number one. I mean, we went on Mission Space once. Yeah, we did that last time it went down. And we went on the less intense one of the two. Yeah. And I enjoyed that. That was pretty fun. But we only went on it the one time. I would go on it again, though. Yeah, it was, it was a good I would ride. totally go on it again. It was very interesting. Which we should probably probably point out. The last time we went down was uh, August of 2019. A long time ago. So it's been a a couple years. Uh, And that was right before COVID and... Everything got shut down and everything. So we're we're thinking about going back in the near future. Like we said earlier, we'll keep you updated on that. I really hope we go back. (laughs) <laughs> yeah like i agree like it's been too long it's only been three years yeah three years but three it feels like years. it feels like it's been longer than and that. you know we are very fortunate in that you know we can go as often as we do because we used to go before COVID. we went like every year every other year Mm-hmm. We went quite often, quite frequently. We were going down, and we usually spend, like, over a week mm-hmm. there and everything. Yeah, and these past couple times that we have gone down, we've stayed at uh, Disney's Fort Wilderness Campground and Resort. Um, resort and Campground. Whichever way. <laughs> um, and we, like, we love it there. Mm-hmm. Like, you can just, like, spend a trip there Let's without see, we, we've going sp- into we've the park. So that's what we, yeah. The whole trip before. Yeah, between there. all of the outposts, which are little souvenir food shacks that they have all over the place. They've got pools. They have the beach. They have Tricircle D Ranch. Which is where all of the, all, all of the horses are, are, kept, are kept there. And you can go see them you um, can go they have 
horses there, not the horses for the parades, but they have a separate they have a separate barn for those all the draft horses that they use for all the parades and everything. They have a different barn where you can just go trail riding. Cuz I know I did that once and it was very cool. They have different time slots for it and you have to sign up for them. They they sign up, they fill up quickly. Um but you go with all these other people, you get on the horses, and you just go through the woods around the fort, and it's very relaxing, and I enjoyed it a lot. For the little kiddos who aren't big enough to do that, they do have pony rides as well, so you can, you know, walk around, take your little ones on the pony rides, and then another thing that they do is they also have carriage rides around the fort later at night. They'll take the bigger draft horses and hitch them up to carriages. And then they also have a wagon ride. And we also did the wagon ride last time we were at the fort where it's this big wagon. You get in with a bunch of other people and they've got two horses and they take you through the woods. Very, very cool. Would definitely recommend people going there. If you don't have a camper, they have tent sites. If you don't have a tent or a camper, they do have cabins and the cabins are super super nice like they're Mm -hmm. very very cool yeah we were we got the opportunity to spend one night in the cabin Mm -hmm. um so for those of you who are wondering the horseback riding is 55 dollars per person that's not including tax or anything like that the pony rides are eight dollars per person not including tax at this moment, they are not doing the wagon rides, which kind of makes sense because, you know, social distancing and everything. Um, and then, you know, they've got the other ride, the wagon rides, where it's just you, like your party. They still have those going on. Mm-hmm. And they do not have a price listed for those. Oh, yes, they do. $75, not including tax for those individual party carriage Mm -hmm. rides and then they also have trails end restaurant at fort wilderness Mm -hmm. which is more of a buffet style it's changed over the years but yeah but the food there is really really good yeah we've eaten there countless times quite a few times yeah and they also have a uh, service option so then you don't have to do the buffet which you, you know. Yeah, we've done both, and right. the food is the same, but it's very, very, very good. Yeah. And, you know, we've had one bad experience, but otherwise that one bad experience. Which they did do a really good job making up for. Right. And it was, without getting too much into detail, basically what happened is we are a pretty large family. There's six of us kids. And we went down. And at one point, it was it was kind of later. It was right before Happily Ever After started playing and the water pageant. And we went to go, and there was this lady, that this cast member who was there, who basically said that it's too late for her to take our order. And so we found um, another cast member, and she was very kind and was mm-hmm. very... Um, 
polite and you know she corrected the mistake and we ended up with a lot of a lot of dessert after that to say the least yeah she really you know listened to what we had to say she's like no that's not right you know i'm sorry that happened to you and she fixed everything and you know she was very willing to do it for us and wanted to make sure that we still had a good night after that so yeah overall there is a lot to do in on top of the fact that they have bike trails you can rent bikes you can you know go swimming there you can go for walks you can go for runs they have a spot where you can make tie-dye mickey t-shirts that we've done archery a couple times you and the archery rent yes. golf carts and there's 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 a lot you can do just walk around the sites and people decorate for the different holidays and they have a golf cart parade that they do so i mean all in all it is a good resort mm -hmm. campground I'd highly recommend for anybody to stay there. There's a lot to do. They're very inclusive with everybody and very accommodating. Especially for families. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a very, very fun and family-friendly place to stay. And, you know, it's so, if, you know, you'd rather sleep in your camper or your tent versus... Because it's, it's a cheaper option, too, versus staying at a resort. Mm -hmm. It's a cheaper option to just bring your camper or your tent, and that'll work. I do have one question for you. What's that? What is your favorite sibling group in all of Disney? In all of Disney, in... my favorite sibling group. Mm -hmm. Favorite sibling group. Um. Oh gosh, I think I'm gonna stick with the Aristocats with Marie Berlioz and Toulouse. They are like my top favorite sibling group i love the dynamics of the group how they're always fighting and picking on each other and tattletailing on each other and everything and i mean marie is in that group like she is one of my all-time favorite disney characters and i just love the sass and the attitude that comes from them so like i'm gonna have to stick with my gut on this one and it's gonna be the three kittens from the aristocats yeah, and for me, I'm going to have to go with The Incredibles, Violet, Dash, and Jack-Jack. You just, you just, I don't know, I feel like, like you were just saying about, you know, the Aristocats, that they, like, we're siblings. We know how siblings interact <laughs> with each other. Yes, And yes. they definitely do a really good job of showing all the tattling, all of the whining, all of the complaining, the arguing. Yeah, all the fighting. That's I love that about the Aristocats and the Incredibles. Like they just do such an accurate job of mm -hmm. showing what siblings are like. And yeah, you know, and you know, I think it's like a big thing, like not perfect. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and we can definitely, definitely attest to that. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> and I mean. And like with the Incredibles, you know, it's these kids that have to work together, although they, you know, they might not like each other mm -hmm. because they're siblings, but they have to work to with each other. And in in the end of the day, I mean, they're put, they're siblings, and they, yeah, and siblings do actually love each other, no matter how much they say yeah. they hate each other. They put their differences aside and 
learn to work together right. and have good teamwork and come together and get stuff done. Right. All right. And something else, um, you know, we would like to be doing is every episode and do, doing a quote. And this is our very first episode. So we are going to be taking a little time of travel back in time to when the first Disney film came out in 1938, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. And Ashlyn, that quote is? You are never too old to be young. I love that quote. Like there's a it's such a short line, but in reality, like it makes so much sense if you really think about it. Well, and, and now too, like Disney, Walt Disney World, you know, you can't go in there. And be like a grumpy old person. Like whenever you go to Disney, like you're just a little kid again. All right. So I think that concludes this episode of the Diz Sibs. Uh, let, it, let us know what you think in the comments down below. If there's something you would recommend that we talk about, you know, we will look through the comments and everything. If you guys have any recommendations, you know, we'll... Suggestions. Yeah, we'll read through those and quite possibly add it into our next episode. All right. Have a magical day, and we will see you next time.